0: Delco, what is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through, never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to one ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old barback. back. You're just waiting for your big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County, and welcome back for episode number 38 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brennan Ricciardi. I am joined by Ben Thorpe and Ben. The Phils Uh, are going back to the
1: playoffs. Yes, sir. We're back. Red October's back. It's just, it's a good day. I'm sure some of those guys are hurting today, but um, we're not, and it's just a good day.
0: Let's give a quick shout out to Garrett Stubbs, who hit his first home run of the year while violently hungover in this game today.
1: No way. Yeah,
0: he had a three-run bomb. Uh, I'm telling you, man, like there's some validity to this. Like I I won't say his name just because I don't want to put him on blast like this, but there's someone on our Wayne team who during their summer ball, like before they joined the team, I think he said he hit like 600 in the nine games he was hungover and like 150 in the 15 games he wasn't. So he's just like, you know, there's some validity. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, you have no expectations for yourself. Because, you know, you can always bounce back on that. But shout out to Garrett Stubbs and the boys for rallying today. I,
1: I think it just, like, for some dudes, I think it might. And, like, even me having pitched violently hungover, I'll, I'll put myself on. Like, not in college particularly, but, like, in the Delco League. I have yeah pitched my fair share of Sundays pretty yeah. severely hungover. And if if you're, like, to a point where it's not affecting your physical, like, your brain's almost off cuz you're thinking about how hungover you are yeah and then yeah, absolutely yeah and then you're just kind of like out there trying to get through it and not really like overthinking things so i don't know there might there is some validity to that i think
0: i don't mind hitting hungover it the problem is in the delco league it's usually hot and i just like, yeah. feel like that uh that i don't want to do especially on our turf field but um no it's it's an exciting time in philadelphia you know it's funny that we were, we were talking about this at Motive earlier that in the 140 – I think it was 149 years or whatever that this organization has existed, they've made the playoffs 16 times, and we've been alive for seven of those from 07 to 11, then last year and this year. And, you know, it's it's funny that some teams will be like, oh, like, look at them celebrating this hard for just making the playoffs. Like, that is a big accomplishment here.
1: Yeah, it's like weirdly enough to think about how old the Phillies organization is. Like – Sixteen times,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was. It's. It does. You know. It, it looks worse, but like obviously, back in the old days, you know, you they're, they're yeah. the National League winner and the AL winner. So when they lost their first two World Series, it was like that. But the other other interesting stat is in fifteen previous playoff trips, they've made the World Series eight times. So when they make it, they go pretty far sometimes.
1: That's you get your money's worth, man. And that was like, yeah. I mean, even the the wild card era itself. Probably started in the nineties ish, probably something like that.
0: Yeah, I think it was not, I think it was like early two thousands, maybe. Um,
1: but then, yeah. So like, yeah, uh, it's it's been a long time of there being two or three teams like making it. So makes sense why like you, you might not make it, especially thinking about how much the Phillies have struggled for so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's a really interesting vibe of this group just going in. Like last year they went in as the, you know, the team that is breaking a long drought. They had no expectations, no really no experience on the team, no idea what to expect. Now they go in as the highest wild card spot. They could be a 90-win team. They've been there before. It's just it's a different feeling going in.
1: Yeah, and I think like the Braves having the year they had kind of Almost helps them like the Phillies get the target off their back because you're looking at one of the, I guess, probably statistically the best offense in MLB history in terms of what like everything they've done. I, on paper, you can argue with a lot of different teams, but statistically, like they, they've been incredible. So, like, I think everyone's kind of looking at them. And the Phillies are kind of that team of maybe the second one that you look at where it's, you know, are they going to do this again? Are they going to have another run? Like, there, there's definitely some like serious expectations now.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to get into the Philly stuff and the rest of major league baseball later. We want to give a couple of quick shout outs here to some of our Delco guys who committed. We have had five commitments since the last time we recorded. Uh, So I believe I have them in chronological order here. So let's get started. Derek Boyd Volz. I want to say of Episcopal Academy, but he actually, he goes to the Hill school now. So I'm going to still say he's an Episcopal guy. I know he's a Delco guy, so it's fine, but he'll be going to Holy Cross did my research. Apparently, there's another Episcopal guy who has one of the most brutal names to pronounce of all time. So I'm going to say that it's Jazich, but it's so his name his first name's Jake. J A S Z C Z. Any last name that ends Z-Z? in C Z Z C Z is brutal. I'm going to actually, I'm going to
1: share some kind of. I'm
0: going to go. I think I have it pulled up here. Yeah, here he is, Jake. I, I want to say Jazich, but I have absolutely no idea what to what to make of this one here.
1: Jazich,
0: Jazich. I don't know, I don't know. Oh, Jake. Oh, if you're I...
1: listening, please. Yeah. Pr- pronunciation on this, we're gonna need some help.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, so assuming that he's still there, I uh, you know the rosters aren't posted for this yeah. year. Uh, there'll be uh, two Episcopal grads there. Holy Cross, I think, is in New York. I'm pretty sure it's either New or... York. Or... It's either New York or Massachusetts. I know it's up north. Massachusetts. They have
1: a, they have a kind of a rivalry with Boston College, I thought. Yeah. They, yeah, they okay. might be. Oh, I'll Google it. Let me just a quick Google.
0: It's uh Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, they're oh, yeah. the Patriot league. So it's like Lehigh. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: Not yeah. They're up there. Them.
0: No, I mean, when I saw him pitch, I mean he's a lefty pitcher. Uh he hit as well in that game, but I mean, just from what I saw, like I, I imagine pitching is the future he'll go. Uh, I think they I saw on Twitter somewhere around like mid to upper eighties and is a lefty with a good slider that'll play. Uh so I don't uh, I think I can check the game changer. I'm pretty sure that Episcopal had their stats public. But you know, I saw him start a playoff game. They played I think it was Mercersburg. It was like the first round of the uh the pace okay. of playoffs. And let's see. So he had in thirty three innings pitched, he had an ERA of one point eight seven. He had thirty three strikeouts. Uh it's pretty hard to complain about
1: those numbers. Not bad solid year going getting a little i guess not gap year but prep year
0: yeah like, it's it's got to be interesting you're you know and and we talked about before we recorded that the hill school is in the same like the p i think it's p-a-i-s-a-a so they just call it pace so like they're in the same pace of playoffs so like hypothetically he could start a playoff game against episcopal and you don't see that in high school very often where someone transfers and it's it's not like a revenge game but it's like you're playing the entire team you were just on.
1: Yeah. It's got to be a little interesting. I would imagine I could get not like chippy, but maybe a little, it's yeah. probably some sharps. Yeah. It's probably some sharps coming back and forth.
0: Yeah. And it's different because it's a post-grad year. So it's not like he just left, you know, early to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome but, uh, but congrats to Derek. Uh, met his family at one of the games. They were very nice people, They're big supporters of the brand. Uh, so we always appreciate uh, people that come up to us and talk to us. We're not, we're, we don't bite. I promise we're friendly gentlemen. We might be awkward, but <laughs> friendly gentlemen. Uh, but uh, all right, let's move on here. So I believe the last name is pronounced Wiley. Uh, it's Pat Wiley. It could be Willie. It's a double L, so I, I, I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, we'll have to find out. But he is going to Chestnut Hill. He's a Sun Valley guy. Uh, a couple Delco guys there: Paul Daly from O'Hara and Braden Foxwell from Haverford High School, not the Haverford School. Um, but yeah, solid D two program. I still don't know yeah. if they're wood bat or not. I've heard that from people. I feel like that'd be weird for college, but maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. I guess that's that's one that's worth looking up. But like, I always like heard that. But you'd imagine that with playing a full D two schedule and stuff, and being in the NCA for D two, it'd be kind of hard to just be like, oh, we're using wood bats for our games, and kind of making everyone, I guess, accustomed to that.
0: They better be provided by the NCAA if they're doing that, because they're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> break it all year. They know? gotta have, if
1: they're doing that, they gotta have some kind of deal with someone, because like, yeah, that's a lot of money you can run through there.
0: Yeah, not everybody has a Chuck Freeman bringing bat bags to games. Yeah. But, uh, but congrats to Pat. Uh, he's a first baseman, big lefty. Um, I don't know too much about him because it's just, same thing. Like, unless, unless these high school guys play in the Delta League, I, mo- I've never watched most of them play in person just being in school, you know, and I assume you would say the same other than yeah. like Stratavins and Bonners, you know, if if a guy's playing the Delco League, well, then I actually watch him play and it's a little bit different. Um, but we'll move on here to a guy who actually – who hasn't had much of a chance to get on the field just because of how talented Bonner's team is, and that's Matt Shade. He's a Bonner pitcher. He's committed to Eastern, and it's just like, you know, going into your senior year, like playing in a, in a rotation like that where you had Harry Carr, you had Brian Henry, you had Jackson Key already, you had Johnny Ortega. Like it speaks mm-hmm. more about the volume of talent that Bonner has more than it does about, you know, a guy like him.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's just kind of a stacked staff. And you know, you kind of you can flip it a little bit. That's a college level staff that you're looking at there. So those are all dudes that are, I mean, either very good pitchers or going to pitch in college. We don't really know what the future for guys like uh, Harry Carr and Jackson Kehoe are, if they're going to be two ways or just play the position, but going in the Eastern, you know, you're kind of used at that point, you're used to competing against guys like that. So uh, it could be a good thing.
0: Yeah. I think at some point we should get into the power rankings game, mostly because people get pissed off and controversy breeds ratings.
1: But oh yeah. 100%. We, we will be doing that.
0: My very, very, very early, top team in Delco is is probably Bonner and it's crazy when you lose a first round pick but you know when you have Corey Sheridan transfer in you have an NC State pitcher then you have you know Harry Carr who had a phenomenal year both at Mm -hmm. the plate and on the mound you have Ortega you have Kehoe you have shade like you know they're not going to be lacking in arms and as we've seen like that's you know that's what takes you a long way but uh congrats to Matt Uh, I don't know if you ever got the chance to play at Eastern really
1: cool field yeah, that was they were one of the teams I actually took a visit for. We I, so I went down and did one of their like camp days. Really nice field. And then the shout out my uh sh- I guess shout out the one dude that runs the Talmans and Bats they play for up here, Jim Crowley, uh Eastern alum. So he loves it down there, kind of has talked about his playing days and yeah, it's a really cool place.
0: It's like it's got like the Fenway, it's like green wooden fences but it's like it's almost like in the woods like if you hit a home run like you're hitting it into like a creek or like into a bunch of random trees like it's a very i would just say unique i liked playing i only played there one time it's definitely unique
1: yeah it's interesting it's like right out it's right by the dorms too so you probably get on nice days you get some people to come out right in the middle of campus and stuff like it's
0: pretty cool yeah especially for hate to say it like a school where there's probably not much to do like outside of watching sports and stuff my brother played soccer there a couple times too um but yeah, it seems like it'll be a good chance for him as well. We'll see what, what the future holds for Bonner and Arms this year. Uh, but congrats to Matt. Let's move on here. Uh, this guy staying in the Penn State family. Shout-out Ben Etienne. He's going to Penn State Altoona. He's a catcher. He hit 283 for, uh, for Penn Creston in his junior year. He threw out seven-runners stealing. So, hey, listen, anytime you can get a catcher with a plus bat is always good. And Penn State Altoona – for anyone that doesn't know so there's a bunch of penn state t- schools that have branches you know like brandywine obviously is around here is the, is the main one but that ncaa division three school is where penn state altoona is and brandywine i think is going to be at some They're point playing
1: their first year of d3 this year i believe actually yeah i, I knew it was either this year. year
0: there's like some sure. weird you know process that you have to go through to get officially uh instated but yeah i mean Going to play Division Three baseball. I don't know what conference they're in, but I know to
1: Uh, they're out. There's like a. There's one out west that they're in. I think they might play like
0: Johnstown D two. Uh, I'm sure some of the Pitt branch schools are probably Pitt, yeah.
1: Pitt Johnstown's Sounds D two. They might play like so. There's another. There's a Penn State Baron. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. There. I'm work, I'm working on the. Uh, I'm working on the Chestnut Hill Wood Bat theory. Let me get. <laughs> let me get the Penn State Altoona. Yeah. I believe they, oh, who plays out there?
0: I don't know anyone from Delco that the play I definitely looked at Altuna uh before I went to Brandywine for the year. I just felt like for me personally at the age, I just wasn't a mature eighteen year old and I felt like going somewhere at <laughs> to
1: Altoona probably well, it's, <laughs> it
0: was as much about that I didn't want to go as far away as it was about like everyone knows Altoona is like kind of a party school like it's you yeah. know you go out there and And it's just like if you don't have your head screwed on right, then, you know, it can it can get to you. With that being said, if I, you know, knowing I would have played baseball that I might have had a little bit more control over Mm. that, you know. But with that being said, I don't regret my decision um, to go to Brandywine for the year. But shout out to Ben here. Uh, I know that he he was DMing us um, because I always appreciate when guys either tag us in their posts or like let us know. Like, Hey, I committed, you know, it's like, it's just yeah. nice having that like engagement. Like, I don't want to just, I don't want us to just be like the logo. Like I want to, you know, get to know these guys and oh, you absolutely. Know, grow with them in the off season. So he, you know, was, was being very appreciative for everything we do. And uh Benny baseball 55 was his username, which That's I thought was sick. hysterical. Uh,
1: we got the Penn State tuna conference. They play in the Allegheny mountain collegiate conference along with Alfred state, Penn state baron, Mount Aloysius, Hilbert, Pitt-Greenberg, LaRoche, and Pitt-Bradford.
0: I knew there would be Pitt schools in there. I, I, I knew Johnstown was Um, I forgot because there was a kid that played club for us that was from Johnstown. Uh, I don't know how he ended up with us. But, um, yeah, shout-out to Ben. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, rough, rough transfer, rough segue there. But uh, Altoona, you know, you're getting the chance. And, hey, listen, Ben, if you're listening to this, if you're only planning on doing two years at Altoona – whether for whatever reason, try out for the club team and have the best time of your life after that. When you go up to main campus, that's all I have to say on the matter. All right. Last but not least on our commitments, we got my personal favorite. No offense to anybody else, but he is a teammate of mine. Matty Kane uh, of the Strathaven Panthers also plays for Wayne in the Delco League. So that's how I got to play with him. Uh, he committed to Rowan University in New Jersey. He had a good year for Strathaven. He was their leadoff hitter 411 on base percentage. He had a little sneaky pop couple homers for Haven and, and Wayne this summer as well. And uh, he's just like – he's just a very, very pol- – I think polished would be the word i use as a catcher. Very great pitch caller, pitch framer. He's got a great arm. And like we said with with Ben, anything you can add with the bat is awesome.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he is – polished is a very good – especially defensively. Um, Very good way to describe him. And, I mean, going off the row and, and having kind of played – four years of D3 baseball not against them but kind of in the same region they're they're one of the big dogs like they rake he's going to go out there and get a lot better so it's i'm excited to see that's a, i think that's a really good place for him to go i think it's a place where he's going to be able to thrive and uh, i'm excited to see where it goes for him maybe he'll end up being a four-year catcher where it seems like he's just like running the end jack every year
0: yeah yeah, and and you know we said it um, the other day when when we were talking like when he actually committed, and it was just like I always knew like high D three was a, a place for him because you know like he's not the biggest guy out there, so you knew that like you know some of the D one and D two schools, especially as a catcher, would kind of get a, you know would shy away from that a little bit. But yeah. man, like just being with him, like you know our normal catcher for Wayne, go figure, was Tommy Bradley, right? So once media went on that run, we kind of had some you know some question marks like who's going to step in? We had. Uh Jake Verbitsky Kyle's brother from Episcopal we had this guy mm-hmm. Anthony Jakeman from Father Judge for a little bit like it was kind of a revolving door for a little and then once Kane's uh, summer ball season for the bell ringers ended he started showing up more more constantly and man he was just like you know he was a big part of of the team this summer and very very veteran I know that you know as a catcher you're probably not going to get as much time as a freshman as you know I'm sure you'd want but that's a position that being you know having someone that you can potentially, like, learn from and, and jump in soon is going to be big for him. But, hey, wish him the best, and uh, hopefully, hopefully he stays with the Wayne train.
1: Definitely. Well, actually, you know what? Nah, go play Summer Bowl. Like, go hop in the <laughs> – uh, uh, what's that league that has kind of the um... – it's kind of around here. Got the team like Quakertown Town stuff like that. Oh, uh,
0: ACBL? ACBL,
1: yeah, go hop in the ACBL. We're, yeah, my cousin, we're, um, we're cool in Delco. I don't need to. I'll need to deal with you.
0: Yeah, my cousin Sean played for that team. I think Josh Hankins played for that team as well at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't know too much about that league besides the Blazers team. Um, love to have you back, Maddie Kane. All right, let's move on here. To back to the Phillies talk, there really isn't as much to talk about. I mean, obviously, the Delco baseball landscape has kind of cooled down a little bit. Like, really, you know, the Phillies are the only team still playing at this point besides the, the fall ball travel teams. Which, if I ever, you know, if I ever have an open weekend or something, you go out and check out like,
1: yeah, Bell Ringer. Deck Dogs we'll wins anything card. send if anyone wins anything send us a oh, win yeah win or something yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I try
0: I try and do my best on the accounts to like if I see like a Bell Ringers team won a tournament you know like yeah, when yeah, they were yeah. down in Georgia or I think it was they they I think they won a tournament in Boston and they did well in Georgia and I was putting that stuff up like you know Deck Dogs all-star uh what whatever I think there's a Delco Futures team that follows us uh so yeah feel free to tag us yeah. and stuff we'll, we'll show you yeah. some love um, but yeah, at this point, we're talking about the fightings here. That's really all that's it comes down to. The Phils clinched their spot. They will be taking on. At this point, it's kind of looking like it's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks, but it still could be the Chicago Cubs. It could be the Marlins. I doubt it would be the Marlins, and I highly doubt if the Cincinnati Reds sneak in that that's going to be. So usually we go Phillies and MLB. I'm actually going to flip that here uh candidly just because I think it makes more sense for what we're talking about to show – the wild card standings, and then get into the Philly stuff specifically. So at this point, the Braves, you know, obviously uh, are are at the top. The Dodgers, though, I'll give them credit. I feel like they've kind of flown under the radar. Like, with the amount you've heard of the Braves compared to the Dodgers, would you have guessed they're only four games apart?
1: No, not even close. But granted, like, it's the Dodgers. I kind of always expect them to be up there. So it's it's weird. It's a weird thing of – if they were any further than four games, I'd be kind of surprised, but also I'm surprised that it is four games. I don't know. It's just a – they've really been, like, quiet, but they just – it's what they do.
0: They have been. They've been flying under the radar, and I think injuries are part of it because Walker Bueller, I think, is shut down for the rest of the season. Yeah, so won't... Uh... And, oh. uh, yeah, the Dodgers, I don't know. They just kind of, like – they just they just find people. Like, that's why I was so happy when Chris Newell got drafted there because I'm like, they just turn you know, talent, like they turn people with the tools into stars. Like, you you know, if you go into, I'm trying to pull up their, their, their player stats right here, just to show guys that I've never heard of are probably like they, they somehow managed to just turn Jason Hayward back into like a 846 OPS guy. Like, are you kidding me? He was the oh. worst player in the league on the Braves.
1: That's ridiculous. that yeah. uh, Like, dude, he was useless for so many years and is suddenly good again. Uh, I don't know, man. They know something we don't. It
0: doesn't make sense.
1: Just kind of how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got guys like, you know. So, they got Lance Lynn at the deadline. They got Kershaw. They got, like, I don't know who Bobby Miller is, but he's 10-4. Like they just Bobby Miller,
1: there. he's a rookie. He's been really good for them.
0: Wait, Shelby Miller still in the league? Oh, my God. He's that, a bullpen pitcher now. That's wow. shocking. It was like decades ago he was traded for Dansby Swanson, and it was no, dumb no, no. at the time. You um, know, so yeah. Looking at the uh, looking at the standings here, I think you know there's only a couple games left. I think it's very realistic the Phillies play the Diamondbacks. The more interesting thing here is will the Diamondbacks be able to get enough of a cushion that they can save Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen for the first games of the wild card? So we have to hope the other teams make it interesting.
1: Yeah, which right now i have got the scores up. Um, Braves beat the Cubs again, so. So D-backs won, Braves beat the Cubs. The Reds lost, but they were already kind of out. And then the the Marlins had a doubleheader. They got blown out by the Mets 11-2 other, earlier today. They're now up 4-2 in the top of the ninth in game two. So uh, it's Arizona, I think, is gaining another game or at least a half a game on everyone. Um,
0: yeah, I'd say the Marlins are the team that we need to stay in it because I truly don't think – the Diamondbacks care whether they play the Phillies or the Brewers. They just want to have their top two pitchers ready to be able to do that, and I think they'll feel confident. But uh, I think the Diamondbacks would be an interesting draw because they're a team that I think is kind of built for a short, excuse me, for a short series. You know, yeah. they have they have a strong top two. Then after that, it's like you know, That's, it, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's I mean, well, you're going to have to get one of them in general just to avoid getting swept in this type of thing, but. Yeah, they'll be an interesting one. It's, I feel like they sh- came so much out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very young group. It's a very exciting mm-hmm. group. I mean, Corbin Carroll's probably going to win the rookie of the year in the National League. They're, they kind of, in a sense, remind me of the Phillies of last year, where they don't really have that much experience. Like this, this group doesn't have much experience. You know, the Diamondbacks, I feel like they're a team that usually make it like once every maybe like three years, four years. Like they're, you know, their rebuilds are pretty, pretty short lived, but, uh, yeah, very young team, very feisty. You know they're gonna be playing with nothing to lose. So it will have a uh, planning on doing another episode, maybe like Monday night to uh, to kind of just talk about the actual matchup and preview it. Fingers crossed. I am supposed to be going to Game One, so my buddy got tickets from. <laughs> I think his dad won them, but there's a catch because he uh, he can't get out of work. So the only way that we can go, and I would this will be free because he's got four tickets, is if if they give him the night slot. Which if I don't know, man, I don't know if Philly's Diamondbacks deserves the prime slot. I Hate to say it,
1: well, it's going to be tough. I think better off we got we got to get the community together to go to this guy's work and yeah, he protest as to why like they, they won't let him get off. It's, it's like, the, like he
0: said, it's like the busiest time of the year or something. It's just like unfortunate, but
1: well, it's uh, also yeah. red October. So like yeah,
0: that's you know, I don't yeah. know, I just yeah. pulled the like, dead grandmother card or something.
1: The COVID, like I yeah. don't know. Well, yeah. I. Have
0: COVID. That would be good. Yeah is that
1: a is that like? I think it's too late know. for that. Is that frowned upon? Or is it, does yeah, it like suggest that or I don't know?
0: <laughs> um, just looking around at the rest of the standings here. So the Braves and the Dodgers are getting the buy. The Brewers are. I think Brewers Cubs would be a great series. Just anytime you can see a division rivalry play.
1: Oh um, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun.
0: especially when. So it'll be in Milwaukee, but Cubs fans travel incredibly. Well. It's going to be like a fifty fifty crowd.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, it uh, wouldn't have happened in Philly, I don't think. Uh, There's no shot. Um, but yeah, pretty much, I think, honestly, anywhere the Cubs go from here, you're going to see a decent – like, you're going to see a lot of fans. You're going to hear them. I mean, even in the World Series. You remember when they won the World Series, like the the sound of the crowd?
0: Oh, in Cleveland, yeah. I was loud.
1: Yeah, there were a ton of people yeah. there.
0: All right, let's switch over to the American League here where it's you could argue almost just as in- interesting because as of maybe right even, now,
1: honestly maybe even more so. It's probably
0: it's probably more interesting just because there's still divisions up for grabs. Like the Rangers are sitting in that two spot, man, but they're only they're only a game or two up from Houston and Seattle. Like there's there are teams right now that their ceiling is to make the playoffs and their floor is to just miss entirely. Like like if whoever wins the AL West is getting a bye week and whoever, you know, they could, whoever comes in third is just out, which is hilarious.
1: Yeah. I guess, unless you jump Toronto, who's what? They're a game ahead of Houston and then Seattle's a half game back. Oh, so Seattle's up on Houston now, one nothing in the third. And i okay. um, is that so I can't read the letters. Is Texas clinched the playoff spot?
0: Uh, I believe, I, I don't think so. The, the letters show Baltimore is clinched, but not their division.
1: Oh, the I'm looking at the, yeah.
0: The Twins are the only team that's clinched the division. Uh, my my Orioles fan friends are saying that the Rays were popping champagne from clinching a playoff spot, which means they've punted on the AL East race. I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, but with that being said, it seems like the Orioles are probably going to hang on and clinch that one seed, so they'll get the bye week. But man, I, I need to look up the schedule here because like the the Astros and Mariners is must must see TV. I, I have it oh. on the TV there with the volume down.
1: Seattle has. Basically, their destiny in their own hands. They play. They had the series against Houston, and I think they have four games against Texas to end the year, Ooh, which is going to be absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm just hoping we get another like. You ever see that old documentary about the 2011? Like the game once? Yeah, yeah. Two? Just give us something like that where it's just like on the last day, uh, and it's. I think it's going to be a Sunday, which sucks because like football, you know, like I'll I'll have to go dual screen for for Sunday, but. It's just nice that
1: it'll be, it'll be a West Coast game it'll be after the Eagles dude,
0: I'm not gonna lie I think the MLB makes it every single games at three o'clock on the last day of the year never mind I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check but I'm pretty sure I remember they they want it so no teams can like you know oh like you, you clinch like you can rest your guy like nobody has an advantage
1: oh that, so I'm, okay so that, that, that messes things up a little bit
0: yeah I think I think it's also just for chaos but let's see so it'll be Sunday October 1st. Every single game is either, it's either 310. at three yeah, ten so. or 3.15, 3.05 to 3.15. Huh. So, yeah, that's going to yeah. be uh, – man, I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, I, I will admit throughout the summer, especially with doing as much as we did about, like, the Little League and the strathy and the Delco League, like, I haven't fully paid attention to the MLB until, like, you know, probably, like, early, mid-August, like, September or whatever. But uh, these races are heating up, and it's just crazy to think that, like – the Astros might just miss the playoffs entirely.
1: Yeah, they're – I mean, they lose today. They're a half game out of the playoffs. And then it's – I mean, so I think the thing with them is they're going to benefit. They're going to get – it's going to get scary if they lose to Seattle here, but they're going to benefit from Seattle and Texas playing each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they'll make it. Um, but with that being yeah. said, I, I'm 100% going to pick whoever – is the six seed versus the Twins? I have no faith. The Twins haven't won. They're like they've they're on like a 19 game playoff losing streak or something like that. Whatever it is, I have absolutely no confidence that the Twins are going to beat one of these teams in a series.
1: Streaks are meant to be broken, though. So
0: they can uh, win a game, but I I just don't think they win the series.
1: Ooh, so this gets looking at the at the Astros finish. Sorry, this is the go back. The Astros finish with the Diamondbacks.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah, they're who are gonna fighting be for first
0: spot but not with each other.
1: Yeah. That's so bizarre. Really, that's a oh, this is awesome. <laughs> that's
0: that's really weird. That's gonna be a very awkward dynamic. Not even awkward, just bizarre dynamic there.
1: Yeah, uh, I would really-
0: say hmm, my final pick, I'm gonna say that who do the blue jays play? That's what I wanna know.
1: Oh, let they me, probably
0: play someone in their division. Let me too.
1: pull that up. I feel like they're gonna yeah. end up playing like someone shitty like the Red Sox. Mm-hmm.
0: First, oh, I also saw a stat in the meantime where we looked that up. This is the first playoffs in 30 years that don't have the Yankees, Red Sox, or Cardinals, which is not surprising, you know.
1: J- so the Blue Jays finish with the Rays.
0: Okay, so no. – the- Oh, that's going to be weird because they they could play each other in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I, also,
1: I like See, I like that, though. I like getting, like, with the uh, – back to what you said about the Red Sox and Yankees and, the- and Cardinals not making it. I don't know. It's nice to have, like, new – teams and yeah, different blue fan blood. bases not just like the same old i guess you could call them blue bloods like absolutely i don't know
0: no that's that's the apps and you know I, I think of other blue bloods like san francisco they're not in uh when you think of just like other blue bloods just kind of, of i'll say of our lifetime you know since yeah i mean so
1: and, houston you could probably consider them one though
0: i even consider houston, cleveland like, a blue blood but cleveland makes the playoffs almost every year. Yeah,
1: I mean, Cleveland and Minnesota seem like the perennial playoff teams out of the Central, at least of recently. Yeah, You're like, the Blue Bloods have like our lifetime. I would probably call Braves, Dodgers, Astros, especially if recently. Yeah, I mean,
0: our lifetime, the Red Sox have the most World Series. Yeah,
1: yeah, Red Sox.
0: Besides those, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. We kind of got that over with. And let's just get into the fills because that's pretty much the main reason that we're still doing this here. Um, i want to talk about the vibes in the clubhouse because i've been on a lot of very good teams that have awful chemistry i've been on a lot of very bad teams that have great chemistry but nothing's better than being on a good team that loves playing together and that's what this group is without a doubt
1: oh yeah it's a it's a special thing that i don't know i mean i honestly it's probably pretty rare when you think about just high level baseball in general I mean, you get so many guys from so many different areas it's It's hard to get a group that, you know, they all seem like they're pretty good friends. And it's really cool. It's really cool to have something like that in Philly and be able to kind of just experience it.
0: Yeah. Like, do you know how many toxic clubhouses there are in Major League Baseball? Like the White Sox, you know, any of these last place teams. Like, it's just like nobody wants to be there. You
1: gotta be miserable. Even some of the good teams probably like low key hate each other. And,
0: And going vice versa, there's probably also some bad teams that like playing together you know, just cause it's like, yeah. you know? um, but you know, I mean this group, like I, I tweeted it from our account last night. I'm like, this group is good solely because they like drinking together when they win. And like, that's like their motivation. <laughs>
1: hey, It's a good incentive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like just having been a part of, you know, our, our club team this year, winning the national championship, like just knowing that like what it's like to have the chemistry of a winner like that, like, it's just unreal. Like, and like I said, like I've been on a lot of really good teams that I wouldn't even say have bad chemistry. We're just like, they're almost just like coworkers, you know. Like you enjoy it. Like oh, we have fun. Like they're my, you know, my friends. But like, you don't really see them outside of the, the game that much. Like, like I lived with three of the guys. Like I know what it's like mm-hmm. to be on a team where it's like it legitimately, like in a non-cliche way, feels like just a, a big one big happy family. And uh, I want to say that I fulfilled the Garrett Stubbs role this year of nice. a guy that hits like one ninety, but <laughs> sure as hell has fun doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. Dude, I, I love Garrett Stubbs. He's just such like the awesome. Uh, I heard I, there was someone talking about like, oh, we need to like have a serious conversation about the backup guys. Like, shut up, you nerd. Like, he dude. plays like
0: 150 games a year.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have JT Real Muto. He plays, yeah, 150 games. Let the vibes guy be there and just like listen. Like, I am a huge analytics like stat guy, but like, dude, sometimes you just gotta pick your head out of the out of the Excel spreadsheet and just. I don't know enjoy things
0: well what do what do people think other teams backup catchers look like like do you think they're all hitting over 200 no like they're there to catch you know to catch innings and give the other guy a break
1: yeah it's you either have a team that doesn't have I mean, so more so any team with a good starting catcher you either have a you either have like catchers who can't really hit and like they'll be matchup guys or you just have a bunch of bad catchers and yeah, anyone with a good starting catcher is kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, the Braves are the only team I can I can think of both catchers right off the top of my head with Darnode and Sean Murphy because they're both good. Like, but that's yeah. the Braves, and, so it doesn't
1: count. Yeah, it's it's not, a, not, a rare, it's that's good. a rare thing. Like you yeah. have oh. absolutely
0: um, all right. So outside of that, um, you know, outside of actually I got to meet Stubbs uh, in Williamsport because he was standing in the front row. We were talking about the playlist, and he actually told me. Before that, that the believe song, like, did you believe in life after love? Mm-hmm. Remix was like one of their big songs this year. He's like keep an eye out for that one. I'm like because I went up to him and I was like, Garrett, what's it like having the best playlist in Major League Baseball? That was my like icebreaker, just to let That's him know, it. you know, because I'm like, what what else what else is he known for here? <laughs> like the overalls, pretty much, which I don't it's know. Just yeah,
1: it's just yeah. the overall vibes. It, I don't know, just having yeah. a vibes guy and can play somewhat close to replacement level baseball. Can't match it.
0: But like the teams with that type of chemistry, are the teams that like when it gets down to like the tough moments, they're the teams that are like they're not playing for themselves. They're not playing for their contract. They're like they're playing for the group yeah. of guys around them. And and seriously, like not every team does that. It's it's a shame, but it's the truth.
1: No, yeah. And I think honestly, that's uh, not like a higher calling, but I think that probably pushes you harder when you're playing for not completely, I guess, selfish motives. Yeah.
0: It's like well, I'm, I'm winning for them, not for myself. Yeah. Yet. Um, so I, I want to talk about uh, the most fascinating player that, once we talk about the pre- on the preview episode on Monday, the most fascinating player, and that's Orion Kirkering, who throws like 99% sliders, but when he doesn't, he throws like a 99-mile-an-hour sinker, and he he's the wild card for this playoff run, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, he's – I mean – I honestly like got temper expectations a little bit because this is also a dude making his MLB debut. He, but dude, he's, he's gotten out
0: though. I'm not saying good or bad. It's like, he Oh could
1: yeah. Be yeah.
0: Low leverage or he could be closing a game in the 11th. Like I have no idea what, like his ceiling is so unbelievably high that we, you know, we don't know what his floor is yet, but I mean, he was in, wasn't he in, uh, I think he started the year in low A, didn't he? And just made he his went, Yeah, ball. He
1: went from somewhere in single A to triple to well to the bigs now. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, but I mean, he's his stuff just chumps. Yeah. Whether, all whether all it's all this
0: year or next year, he'll be a big part of the team. But um I'm curious. I mean, I think he threw shutout inning today, we picked up another two strikeouts. Like I think he's he's definitely gonna get some work over these last few games just so they know, like, hey, what do yeah, we have? See what we've got. Uh, because, I mean, man, the bullpen's scare me. Craig Kimbrell hasn't looked good. Sir Anthony's scaring me. Uh, the, the next bullet point I had here is the player that I trust most in the pen. Can you guess who I'm going to say? Jeff
1: Hoffman, maybe.
0: Jeff Hoffman. It's 100% That's Jeff going. Hoffman. That dude, he, he probably has the coolest origin story. Have you ever heard about how he got, like, called up and to, to be in this spot?
1: Um, I saw something on the, he's like throwing BP to Harper, right? Or something. Yeah, It was
0: was when they were trying to bring Harper back from his injury, they needed some people to throw live and he threw live to Harper and they're like, who the hell is this guy? Kind of like, um, so
1: he wasn't on, he
0: was on the team. team. I think he was just in the minors or in like Uh, wherever wherever he was rehabbing, you know? Okay. And, and, uh, and he threw live to him and it was just like, you know, they, I guess they realized they had something that worked out. And I'm going to pull up his numbers here. But I remember earlier in the year, I went to the Phillies played the Cubs. And it was like Rangers first start back from injury. He was he didn't do very well. I just remember they brought in him like, who the hell is Jeff Hoffman? And he was not good in that game. So I kind of in my head wrote him off as like, uh, this is just like a guy that will be back in A. We'll flip him up. 247 ERA, 51 innings. He struck out 68 in 51 innings. And I saw him for the first time look actually, like, fired up when he got out of that inning against the Pirates. So it's nice that – it's always funny to see the guys that have no emotion get fired up. Like, I was – yeah, um, I, I was at a game where Kyle Gibson, like, was fired up. And I'm like, what? where is this coming from?
1: That's I – I don't think I've ever seen Kyle Gibson have emotion. But, yeah, no, it's – that is always cool. I think Jeff Hoffman, I think we talked about before, like – Hero arc or or villain arc, whatever you want to call it, that start started with the Eric Sim left handed Homer off him. Yeah, but dude, like he's been just consistently lights out all year, and I don't know. I mean, I, he we're gonna see him in a lot of high leverage stuff, especially because I don't think you can trust Sir Anthony. And no. I mean, Kimbrel's yeah. gonna be the closer, but yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, I think you're looking at so say you know. You, win or lose, you would expect Zach Wheeler to probably give you somewhere around like six or seven. I would say oh, it goes cool. Hoffman, Hoffman, Alvarado, and Kimbrel is probably like the formula. I, I would guess. Yeah, uh, those had
1: to be the guys, and then I don't know. You got Strom in there who would probably throw Kirkring, maybe. maybe. Sanchez,
0: baby, get on the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. You'll have Sanchez, Lorenzen.
0: I think I think Sanchez's role will be be ready at any point if a starter implodes. That's pretty much going to yeah. be it.
1: Like, that, he'll he'll be an inning eater. If, type yeah, thing.
0: yeah. He's not like, not that he can't come in for one inning, but like he's not. He doesn't really have the stuff to just be like the one inning. guy. Like you want him to go a little longer if if possible. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think the more interesting question, and this isn't to get ahead of ourselves, but if the Phillies win this series, it, who starts Game Four? It's probably Taiwan, but he hasn't had a great second half. I would trust Sanchez over Taiwan. It might it might just depend on who their team like. Would a lefty or righty right. be better? You know,
1: I would. I agree. Like I would try I would rather see I cause like I don't know. With Taiwan, I feel like you kind of know what you're gonna get and it's a little sloppy, especially when you think about like how playoff baseball goes. Christopher Sanchez could just be a dude that like you know, you just don't really figure out, gets you five innings and
0: I mean he struck out ten Braves.
1: Yeah, it, He's playing himself into that role. we I don't think a couple months ago, we probably never would have considered him for that. But he's played himself into that, and good on him for it.
0: No, because, I mean, the last two years, he didn't play very well in his time up in the majors. No, absolutely definitely not. Definitely separated himself um, for this year. But, yeah, I mean, we know Zach Wheeler's going to start game one. I, I feel a lot better about Aaron Noah after that outing last night. I get it's the Pirates, but, like, the, it doesn't matter if you have the stuff there. Like, he let up a solo homer. To Brian Reynolds, who's a star player, like that yeah. happens in baseball. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. Like I, and I think it was it was either Dombrowski or um I think it was Rob Thompson that said like he's a big game pitcher, and I do I do I do trust him. But man, like this season, he re- he really made us test that trust.
1: Yeah, and I, I think like what we've seen is kind of spoken to the big game pitcher. I mean, it's tough when you're a big game pitcher and you stink in other situations, as he has this entire year, but. Yeah, we've got kind of gotten to this down the stretch now, where he's like, you know, these games are either getting you closer to clinching, getting you better playoff position, like whatever. And he's been, he's kind of turned it back on, which is good to see. Hopefully, that just keeps going.
0: It looks like so. Nola faced the Diamondbacks in Arizona on June fifteenth. He went six and two thirds, let up four runs, he had nine Ks, and they won. So I mean, it's, I mean that's livable. Okay, yeah, I'd I'd say that's like a, a quality start type thing. Um, you know, that's definitely break that that one more down on the game preview. Let's see, Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler went six innings, one earned run, seven Ks. Uh, we beat him fifteen to three in that game. So it's got to be somewhat uh somewhat promising. I think one. So oh, he actually uh he also faced them in May. Six innings, three earned runs. We lost, but because we didn't score much. So uh, he was also – yeah, he got he yeah. a slow start to the regular season. But um, enough about the pitching. Let's talk about the lineup. I think the lineup is kind of already set except for one thing that could flip-flop, which I'm going to get to. So, Shorber's going to lead off in DH. Turner's going to bat second and play short. So, Harper – Harper is – it was weird. Like, all of last year he hit third, and then Thompson switched him in the four spot with um, with JT. I imagine he'll probably be at batting third with Boehm four – Stop five. And then where I really think it could flip flop is Castellanos and JT at six and seven. That's kind of been like the, they've been flip flopping all the time. Yeah. On who's hot. And I think it's just going to keep going with like who's doing better.
1: I'm fine with that. I think they both seem to be hitting pretty okay out of there. So I don't know. I'm cool with sticking with that.
0: Yeah. The Brandon Morrison left at eight and Johan Rojas in center at ninth. Um, And, you know, I think that that outfield is kind of solidified like it's you know it's funny castellanos like you look at him out there and sometimes he looks kind of awkward and he looks like you know not like unathletic but just like doesn't make some some plays but like he has he had no i don't think he had any errors this entire season there's just some yeah, plays that i didn't remember didn't to, you know
1: oh um, well, let's, let's not talk too much about that especially with the playoffs coming up because god knows what we can jinx but <laughs> yeah, yeah no,
0: i i you know I, I i trust him out there but i mean Brandon Marsh is one of the best defensive left fielders in the league. And Rojas, I don't know where he ranks right now, but I trust him with my life out there. That dude can fly.
1: Yeah, no, I love him out in center. And that's another one who's just like, dude, good on you for playing your way into this lineup. Because, again, he was a guy almost, when he came up, was, I don't know, again, kind of see what we got. And he's killed it.
0: I mean, people questioned it. Like, people questioned when they brought him up because we had Pache. Pache got hurt. And it was like, all right, well, now you got your chance. And I think Pache's role is probably like pinch runner or be ready if Rojas is in like a big slump or, you know, if, if there's a game where he's like 0 for 4 with 4 Ks, But all right, let Pache hit for him. Because I do think I, – I trust Pache's like power bat more than Rojas, but Rojas is holding his own at the plate. I mean, he just walked it off.
1: Yeah, that's – I don't know. Kind of getting in the – almost getting back into the strategy of, you know, you're like – little league high school type thing of just a guy who can turn the lineup around, you know, a little contact, a little speed, just get in there and keep things moving.
0: Yeah. Like imagine if Rojas leads an inning off with like, he drops a little bunt down and then next thing you know, Schwarber's up with a runner on base, right? Like he's, yeah, they got got the potential. I don't know. The lineup is obviously it's not quite at the brave standard, but I think that, I don't know. I, I might sound like a boomer here, but there are some times where I wish they would play just like a little more small ball. Like if you go into extras where, the, the team you know that that was the away team they didn't score and that runner's on second with no outs like maybe like maybe like drop one down one time see what happens like we won't have to worry about that with no extra inning rule
1: though yeah yeah that'll be I'm sure like as you get into the playoffs maybe that changes a little bit but I don't know it's I feel like especially in the regular season you want your guys to swing in that situation I've, yeah. Uh, I'd like to like see what guys have in certain spots like that, and see if you can trust them. Yeah.
0: Well, it's going to be an exciting time. We what we do know is it's going to be Tuesday. That's all we know. It's going to be next yeah. Tuesday. They're going to be playing uh, at the bank, which is a big you know a big advantage. You ask any team, they don't want to play there. They had to go on the road for the first is it f- first four games of the playoffs last year. So I'm excited to see the playoffs get started at home this time.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I think that's especially for a wild card series like it's and for a team that if we're assuming we see the Diamondbacks doesn't have a lot of postseason experience as a group like that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough like I don't know I guess I like guess tough introduction to playoff yeah. baseball
0: did you see Spencer Strider's quote today
1: yeah about the no fan i can't tell if he was like
0: I, it's. I mean, it kind of sounded serious, but he could also be one of those guys that just sounds dead serious. Like,
1: yeah, I, I couldn't tell if it was yeah. like a, you know, one of those like just dry, sarcastic. Yeah, or like for anyone, it off as that, but
0: yeah, for anyone know. listening that hadn't seen it, Spencer Strider basically was asked a question that was like, "What's one thing that you'd get rid of in baseball?" And he said the fans because it's too loud, <laughs> and he wishes it was just more quiet. And like, yeah, that's because Reese Hoskins put you in a blender last year, and you know un least 11 years of demons on you, you know, with that one swing.
1: <laughs> That's he's also kind of a weird dude. Or like oh, extremely little, weird. Not Zach, weird, Rankin. Zach Inter- Rankin. Yeah, yeah Rankin. interesting – definitely I won't call him weird, but interesting dude. So maybe yeah. he is serious. I don't know. Yeah. Teach teach their own.
0: Yeah. Well hopefully uh hopefully we'll get the chance I don't know. Beating the Braves last year was fun, but beating them this year would be so funny. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I'd be oh, going to that dude. series with not like no expectations, but like if they beat us, that's because they're better than us. But like the pressure's yeah. on them. We know that the Braves win when they're the underdogs, like when they won the World Series in 21. Mm-hmm. They don't they choke when they're the favorites.
1: Yeah, it's just, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited to see what, and like even a, after that, you got the Dodgers or someone waiting for you. Like, it's going to be. I think this is shaping up to be a really fun, just all around postseason. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. Well, we will have another preview episode coming out on most likely Monday night. Once we have our opponent, we'll do our full MLB playoff bracket predictions uh, and and go from there. I think we should keep track for the good of the show and see who's is better.
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah, also, I did my research. Um, Chestnut Hill does not play in a woodback conference. They play in the same I one as like. So they play in the same one as, like, Wilmington, Jefferson, like those guys. I think think, think
0: probably, yeah. I I don't know where – maybe they do, like, a Woodbat tournament or something. I don't know where that came from.
1: Back in the early 2010s, there was a – I think D2 was doing research into playing with all Woodbat. And they may have been one of the teams that participated in that kind of, like, feeler. Okay. but yeah, they, they right they they're not a woodback conference now. I'm
0: glad we figured that out. We yep. uh we we tied all the loose ends here on episode 38 of Delco <laughs> Baseball now for Brendan Ricciardi and Ben Thorpe. Uh, just looking forward to Red October, and we'll October. see you guys next week uh, to get after it.